Hello there and welcome to the Manifestation Kitchen podcast. My name is Victoria Dio and I'm joined today by the incredible, amazing Brian Gallant, all the way from London, Ontario. Did I say that right? You did, Victoria. It's a nice, cool day here. <laughs> we've, we've been dealing with some snow the last couple of days, but it's a beautiful day today. I appreciate oh, you having me on today. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure and welcome. Welcome and happy Christmas as well. You as well. It's been an interesting year and it was a great time to spend with family and friends for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I did a lot of Zooming over the Xmas holidays. But yeah, so Brian is here. So guys, for those of you, if you're joining the podcast for the very first time, this podcast is literally dedicated to those geniuses who can help us heal through food, word, touch, as well as movement. And I've known Brian for a while now. And one of the things that I will say is that I believe he fits into this category. He is a lead, is a lead coach in performance golf. Yes. And you've healed over 2000 people in the last eight years. Now, a lot of people wouldn't see golf as healing. I do because I've spoken to you before. So tell me why golf? Golf for me is one of the greatest outlets from the everyday life. I think especially in this day and age with technology and we're constantly being hampered by our phone. Golf's that one opportunity where if you choose, you could shut down from the world. You could turn your phone off and just enjoy the beauty of nature, being out there Mm -hmm. with friends, colleagues, and enjoying hitting this little white ball around into a hole. Uh, And you are allowing your body and your mind, as you mentioned, you can heal yourself. You can get rid of some of those extra stresses in life and just enjoy the pure and have pure gratitude for the the beauty in life. Right. But I'm intrigued. What made you go into golf? So for me, I was in university and I was studying kinesiology, which for those people that don't know, is the study of, of body movement. And I specifically chose to study how the brain works and how we learn. And wow. I had graduated and taken a placement at a massage therapy school and I decided that I needed to make some money to support it. A friend right. of mine a friend of mine moved away from her job at a golf course and she said, why don't you apply? So I applied, I got hired. My plan was only to stay there in the summertime. Then I remember playing and my boss is like, man, you're pretty good at this game. You've only been playing for two, three years. And I said, yeah, that's about it. The biggest change for me was, again, I believe, uh, knowing you, Victoria, everything happens for a reason. So <laughs> I graduated university on my birthday, and I was having a conversation with a friend, and I was talking about massage therapy, and then she asked me, like, what I was doing for the summer. When I talked about golf, I lit up, and she looked at me, she goes, Brian, you got one decision to make. You go to that massage therapy school, ask for your money back, and you go and golf because you can just see the passion that you have for it. So in that moment, I took massive action and got my money back, put it into golf. And since then, you know, the journey has been since 2002. I've been a golf professional. 
and it's been a really exciting adventure. That's wonderful. See, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you studied kinesiology. We need to talk some more yeah. <laughs> as, if we don't speak, as if we don't speak enough, but that's amazing. So do you, do you feel like there was a link between your mindset of doing kinesiology and going into golf? Do you think there was a connection there? Yeah, Victoria, you bring up a good point. I think it was the reason what I loved about kinesiology was understanding movement, but most importantly yeah. was not understanding the movement, but the driver of the movement. And really at the end of the day, people don't realize that it's our it's our brain that's our control center. It's our it's our computer system. And so that's what yeah. really intrigued me was learning that. And so definitely there's that connection because even from the when I started in golf, I I really have been pushed more towards performing rather than what the your golf swing looks like. Like how how do you actually perform in the game? How do you actually play your best? How do you show up as your best? Understanding right. that you have completely no control of the result. Right. 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 And that's, wow. that's one of the reasons why I think I, I stay in the game, but that I also, I believe is one of my greatest differentials between a lot of other golf professionals. Yeah. I was going to ask you sort of like what sets you apart. It's so interesting because I've, I mean, I, I know people that play golf. I've never heard them talk about the movement elements. And um, you and I spoke once about golf, and I remember recommending a book to you by William Whitecloud, who's also one of my teachers. So I studied alchemy, and it was The Magician's Way. And I don't know if you've ever got a chance to read that book, but there's an element there where it, it's, it's more than just about winning or more, you know, there's so much more behind golf than, than actually just hitting the ball. Is that right? I explain it this way. So okay. most rounds of golf, Victoria, take four hours to play. A golf okay. swing is about one second. So really, the average player shoots 90 times. So if you wow. think about that, that's you're only performing for, let's say, two minutes a shot. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that includes the preparation of the mind, getting prepared for the shot, executing the shot. If you thought about simply performing and swinging, it's mm -hmm. one second. It's 90 seconds out of four hours of time. So the wow. power to me in the game and the power, the power for me is, is what are you doing in between those shots? Right. Right. Because right. most, most people that I yeah. experience, they do what most people do. Not most, what many people do every day, which is they're often looking at what they don't have. So what's missing? Right. They're looking at things that they can't control. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're often spending time in the past or too far in the future rather than just being simply present. Oh my God. I love this. So, you know, you're speaking my language now, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're speaking my language. So how can I put this in words? It's so interesting because 
when you speak to most people or business in the business world and they're going to play golf a lot of the time it's where people go and make business deals it's where people go and think and put the world to right as we say here in the UK and you explaining that in that way saying you need to be present when you're playing the golf which is what the magician's way also talks about it's about focus you know it's about focus it's being present from the work that i do which is about allowing you to connect to your higher self only then do the ideas flow only then do the ideas flow so if you go there with a mindset of or without any intention and you're all over the place without focusing and you're thinking to yourself, well, I need to win this and I need to, I need to be the best at this and everything else. Then you're not connecting to your genius, which then means that those ideas don't flow. And it's so interesting that you've just said that because it's almost married up two things that I knew separately, but I'd never put them together. So this is really amazing. And I hope that li the listeners take this away as well. What are your thoughts behind what I've just said? <laughs> I think it's a powerful message, Victoria. And I share with people, and I've been on the golf course where people are doing multi-million dollar deals. And I've been there. Yeah. And I still remember one where I looked at the, the, the gentleman who was a member at the course I worked at. And I looked at him after about 12 holes. And I walked over to him. I said, look. I'm going to help this guy, your potential client, enjoy the rest of his day. But I would not do a moment of business with this person. He's like, what are you yeah. talking about, Brian? It's a, it's a multi-million dollar deal. I said, look, if this is how the person behaves on the golf course, when wow. the ball doesn't bounce his way, how wow. do you think that person is going to show up in everyday life? When something doesn't go their way in business. How do you think they're going to show up? Because I firmly believe that it's very difficult to be one way in one situation and different yes. in another way. Unless, you can, unless you're really good at being a character, you know, performer, uh, and act, actors are great at it. But that's yeah. one of the things where, Victoria, when you talk about uh, the mind, and for me, you know, one of the other things is that what I love about the game of golf, too, is most people know the result that they want. So, for example, right. they might say, I want to break 80. So I want to shoot in the 70s, which most golfers don't do. But the, re the thing is, when you ask them the next question, they have no answer, which is, right. what's the purpose or why do you want it? Yeah. And then that's where I think then they struggle to do the third step, which is take the action to get it. Right. And so I have the pleasure, what I love is I have the pleasure of helping adults and kids learn about life through the game of golf. It's just a vehicle. Beautiful. And that vehicle sometimes is moving really slow. And other times it's moving really fast, like they're traveling on the Autobahn. And for me, that's what I really enjoy about the 
about what I get to do on a daily basis is I get to help people have breakthroughs, not only in the game of golf, but life. I love it. I just, I, you, I've never thought I wanted to play golf until you've explained it in this way, which is quite interesting. And it's, it's literally, it's taken a whole map of information that I had about the kind of people that play golf, the results that come out of the, you know, from the, from the golf pitch to now seeing exactly how it focuses. It's very different. It's different to football. It's different to basketball because it's so noisy. It's very difficult to just be. And I'm not saying that you can't be, but I think with golf, you, the quietness around it adds to the serenity of the experience. I just think it's amazing. I, I'm I'm blown away. Considering that I know you and we've spoken a lot, I feel as if I'm meeting you for the first time. <laughs> I feel as if I'm meeting you for the first time. Now, for for those of you who for those of you who are listening on audio, what you don't realize is that Brian's actually sat in his indoor pitch. And you know, do you want to just tell us a bit about what's behind you? Sure. So behind me is we have uh, indoor training center because in Canada, our season really goes from, let's say, May, beginning of May through middle of November. So, right. especially with this year and a lot of activities not being available, our indoor center has been really, really busy. Uh, I've actually oh, wow. had the pleasure to, to partner with another uh, facility here in our area. The reason you see it empty today and the reason we're here is um, like some other places in the world, uh, we've been asked to lock down uh, in our province for a period of time. So yeah. that's why it looks a little bit empty. But behind us, we have a couple areas where when you hit a ball, you'll know exactly what it would do look like outside. But most importantly, the equipment gives you the information of what happen to create the shot that you get so you're given that wow. feedback and and you're able to learn faster um you're talking about serenity i'll move this way a little bit you'll see the picture oops straight the <laughs> the there's a picture behind me the middle one there yeah. when you talk about okay. serenity that is a group of photos that i have of myself playing pebble beach in california and for oh, those wow. golfers out there, and even non-golfers, most people know about Pebble Beach. When you talk about serenity, Victoria, it's one of two places I've ever been in this planet so far in my life where I've been at total peace. There are moments oh, wow. where I was standing on the cliff on number eight. When I say cliff, I was two steps from the edge of about a 120-foot drop. And my caddy said to me, Ryan, you do not take one more step forward. And But I just stood there looking out on the Pacific Ocean was on my right. I'm on yes. this beautiful property. And all you could hear were seagulls. And you could just feel the peace and the energy there. And it's one of the few places I've ever been. But for me, the cool part about being in golf is that some of the most beautiful places on this planet are on, you can be on a golf course. Right. You can be like, right. I know in your country, how many 
golf courses are right on the water. What a beautiful oh, way yeah. to spend the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, where I live, I live in North London, and we've got about, I think there's three that I'm aware of that I, I'm literally in the middle of three beautiful golf courses, and they're stunning, absolutely stunning. Now, it's so interesting that you talk about this because a lot of people would think that golf is a rich man's game. What would you say to that? They are 100% accurate. If you look at the history yes. of the game, the history yes. of the game, you're right. It was started as a game for the rich people. Right. I know that the, the movement in golf is different, where now mm. we have access to different levels of courses, so almost anyone can play. And right. I, I challenge people when they say golf is too expensive. And I'm like, okay. What other activities do you do? And then we actually sit down and we look at from a cost situation. Right. They're about the same. But for me, the, the biggest part about golf is the people that you get to meet. Mm. And I challenge the young juniors that I have to go play with people that they don't know. Just show up at their golf course and play with people. I know one of my best experiences ever at golf was, and he was a life mentor of mine. His name's Larry. I met him uh, through the golf course because of my background in training. Right. And this gentleman, he was a Formula One racer. Oh. He worked in the financial world. He understood mm -hmm. business. But most importantly, he understood life. Nice. And I still remember he wasn't a great golfer. He struggled to break 110. But I remember the gifts and the blessings and the lessons that he gave me. I still remember standing on one hole at Greystone Golf Club. It's on, imagine it's, it's not a mountain. It's called the escarpment. Right. It's called a mini mountain. We're standing there. We're a little overlooking and you can see the big city of Toronto. Yeah. And he looks at me, he goes, Brian, this might be the last time we talk. It was the last uh, time on the golf course. And he said, do yourself a favor and know when to travel in life on the Autobahn and when in life to travel on the country roads. Wow. That's deep. And looking back on it now, yeah, yeah, I've even got chills just sharing that because the depth of it, because now looking back on it, what he was saying is go, I believe, which is go after the things you want in the Autobahn, but make sure you take moments in life to appreciate and be pure gratitude for what life is giving you. Completely. Completely. Again, completely speaking my language. And you're talking about having chills. I've been having chills from the moment we started having this conversation. It's it. I, I honestly feel as if we're taking this conversation to a whole different level. And I believe that when people listen to this particular podcast, they're going to be looking at golf in a whole new light. Because from the area that you're coming from, I don't believe, and I may be wrong, 
I don't believe, and I haven't heard anybody else explain it this way, which is why I love the, you know, your purpose where you say your purpose is to simplify the game, you know, by one player at a time. And it's because you believe that everybody has that unique swing. Do you want to elaborate on that? Sure, I can expand on that one. It's the <laughs> idea that we, you know, without you and I live in the same world where we really are our soul, we move our body, we create our thoughts, we create our emotions. And for me, that's where, when I look at the game of golf, that's where I believe we all have a, our unique movement pattern. Mm. We have, and that's based on our uniqueness of our body because yeah. some of us, we're all different shapes. Mm-hmm. We're all different sizes. We have different mobility because some of us may have been in accidents like I have. So to try to make everybody the same, in my opinion, you're going against the uniqueness of this world. Right. Nothing in this world is straight lines except if a human being has made it. Very true. Nature, like I learned this from our, our good friend Tony Robbins, which is nature is all about crooked and variety. And, yeah. and so to me, that's why I bring it to the game because also not only does everybody have their own body, but people have their own set of thoughts. Mm. And they also have their own set of emotions. Completely. So most people that I'm, when I say simplifying the game, mm-hmm. it's you're trying to simplify the world that they've lived in and help them see a different life that could be. A different possibility. People, yes, because most people I may are either confused because their golf right now, Victoria, if you went on YouTube, I believe if you go, if you look in for golf tips, I believe it will hit 20, last time I checked, it was 26 million videos. Wow. So they come confused because they're not sure what to do because they've been told five different things from different people. I meet people who are frustrated. Because they enjoy the game, but they're not enjoying their performance. Yeah. Which if you actually dive deep with them, it usually means that there's something else in their life that isn't going well either. Yeah. And then the third part about the emotional part, and the con- they complain about inconsistency. So I look at it as I've been giving a gift of the opportunity to be able to help people shift. And I'm not, I'm not a healer, but I believe <laughs> every, I'm not a healer until you kind of help me understand where, what really healing is. It's providing right. an opportunity for people to, to see things differently. Sure. I love it. I love it. And, you know, as you're speaking, I'm going back to your, your, your mentor and the fact that even though the perception of golf is that it's a rich man's game, even if you do think that it's a rich man's game, so what? Because there are people in the game 
And if I go by, you know, something that we learn in the Tony world, which is that proximity is power. If you play against people who you'd never otherwise meet, you don't know what, what opportunities could come your way. So it's not a bad thing to actually lean into a game that you think could be out of bounds to you. And there's a lot of people that I know that aren't rich, whatever that means, who play golf. And if one of the things for me, especially when I think of golf, I think of networking straight away. That's, that's what I think. I think that's where some of the best deals get made. Now that we've spoken, you've actually put context behind why that is. And if, I mean, damn, I want to go play golf. <laughs> I, I do. I want to go play golf. I, I probably couldn't swing for the life of me, but I want to go play golf. Um, I've not told you about my story around pitch and putts, but um, yeah, there's, a, there's a, an interesting story of me trying to do that and it didn't end well. Um, but also around, you know, apart from the fact that it's, it's, a, it's a net, in my opinion, a networking uh, facility, but it's encouraging the children of today to not be scared of something that's different. You know what I mean? So I get why you work with children. Is there anything else that you could add to that, especially from the children perspective? So from my perspective, the blessing that I have with, with kids is that they live in a world if you that is, in my opinion, so structured. In that they wake up, they go to school, they're usually told what to do, they're told how to learn, and there's very mm. very few opportunities where they just get to be themselves. Yes. And so for me, I think the powerful three things I give to kids are be yourself. Yeah. And for some of them, it's golf helps them find themselves. And we have kids mm. come who are told that they're quiet. They're right. told that they're negative. Yeah. They're told that they struggle learning new things. I love helping them absolutely smash through those barriers. Yeah. And absolutely, I love seeing their their smile when they succeed. And success to them is often a different definition than what their parents think success is. Completely. The second thing for kids is, in the world we live in, mm. technology is taking over everywhere. Yes. Kids are being asked to use Chromebooks at school. And then they do their homework on devices. They watch TV. They live in a world, as, as one of our friends would say, they live in the world of boxes. Everything's a box to them. Yeah. To be able to allow them the opportunity to get outdoors and mm. get away from that type of world of influence mm. and provide them a different influence, I think is powerful. Mm. The final thing I think for them uh, that I facilitate for them, I create an environment where often we have practice where we show up and we let them create games. Some of the wow. games I use today are are not ones I've created. They're ones that the kids have created themselves. So allowing that creativity and that personality to come out 
because, you know, without getting too deep, I believe kids are being labeled at an early age. I look at my kids, I look at their report cards, and if they read them, they're being labeled while well, you struggle with math. Or yeah. this, this person tends to be negative. Yeah. And I, I really struggle with the, sorry, I shouldn't use the word struggle because I don't struggle with much in this life. Um, I, I just see it a different way. And I yes. believe that I've been blessed to help those. So I've helped, I've had kids that are in our program that are, they have hearing challenges. And because yeah. they wear hearing aids, they can't play most sports. Because of the pounding. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't realize when you and I run, Victoria, I don't know if you ran or you know people who run where you kind of feel it in your ears. Yeah. Well, then imagine that times 10. Wow. So they come to golf. I have kids that are told they're ADHD. No, they're just, they need stuff to do. And golf, again, is a great thing. So finally, I overall, I think for me, it's allowing kids to discover themselves. That's the power that I believe that this game can allow them to have. I love it. I love it. And this is one of the reasons why I created this podcast. You're a typical example why I created this podcast, because whilst I work with people, um, you know, and sort of like get them from pain to power and connecting them with their superpowers, there's so much more and there's different ways to actually connect people to their superpowers. What you have just described is one element and it's one you know medicine if you want to call it that i you know i've had people tell me about either the kids or family members who just are not connecting to their higher potential whatever that is and normally the highest potential that an individual gives us another individual is based on the programming that we've been through so I suppose in your case, going onto a YouTube channel and there being one specific way for tens of thousands of people to actually hit a ball or, you know, me sort of like saying to a group of 10 of my clients, well, you need to follow this particular formula. This is one of the reasons why I don't like formulas because it, you're, you're trying to tell me that everybody's the same and they're not, they're not the same, which is why even if I'm doing a session, a session or a group session with people, I tend to always have one-on-ones with individuals because I know that the overarching idea may work, but then I still need to go to each individual to work with them in particular. So the women that I help in the corporate world and I help them sort of like connect to their intuition again so that they don't suffer from losing their voice so they can be empowered in, in, the, in the areas that they work in. Or whether it's the men who are just feeling as if they're just not fulfilling what they believe their ancestors have told them that they need to live up to. Whatever that looks like, everybody's so different. 
And once you get rid of those thoughts, we call them limiting beliefs, right? Once we get rid of those limiting beliefs or we find a way to actually manage those limiting beliefs so that when they do come up, we can tell them to get lost and then we can continue to thrive through our lives. I think that's so important. And I just think what you're talking about is phenomenal. Now, I don't know if you've got anything to add on to what I've just said, by the way. <laughs> so it's interesting. You bring up limiting beliefs, Victoria. And one of the blessings, again, being in the game of golf and is you or anywhere in life is you choose the life you want to live. Amen. So I've chosen to be different. So, for example, I'm one of the only golf professionals I know that will guarantee results. The only one. I, if you can find find me someone else who it's more than I will guarantee that you'll hit it 10 yards further based on this program. So when yeah. you talk about limiting beliefs, so I ran a 90-day challenge program this past summer. And right. when I asked the six adults, you know, in 90 days, how many shots do you think you can get better? Well their limiting beliefs came out. Well, uh, right. most of them said two or three shots better. I looked at all of them and I said, listen, if I can only get, if I'm going to spend this much time with you and only get you two or three shots better, I don't know what I'm doing. So instead, I guaranteed them all five shots better. Five shots. And I said, listen, you do everything that I ask you to do and you believe that you can achieve it. We will do it. But I said, don't sign this. So we had a contract. I said, don't sign this piece of paper yep. until you believe that you can do it. So some yep. of them had to take the paper home the first day. Two yep. of them were like, boom, they wrote right away. The ironic part is the two people that wrote that day, one gentleman got 10 shots better. Beautiful. He went from uh, shooting 100 into the high 80s. And the other gentleman got eight shots better. Wow. The other four gentlemen all got five shots better. But they got five shots better just near the end of the 90 days. And I purposely left this piece out. The gentleman that got eight shots better was six shots better in 41 days. Wow. It's that power of what you believe. And as you, help, as you have helped me understand, and, I, and it's called Manifestation Kitchen, but I believe that I've started to help people start manifesting what they want in golf, but also life. Oh, I love that. I, I was going to talk to you about, so everybody, Brian is not only this amazing human being that you're listening to right now, he's also a client of mine. And I, and I did want to ask you, so thanks for that nice segue in there. But I just wanted to ask, how would you say that the work that I have helped you with, how has that helped you with your business or with your approach to your business? Anything at all, really? Be honest. <laughs> oh, I will. So for those people that, have worked with Victoria or are not sure about what Victoria does, I explain it to people this way, is that I had a lot of uh, tightness in my upper back, okay? And, and she can explain what the chakra is there, but 
Anyways, through our session, you helped me start releasing that. And what it's done for me is the meditations that I have done since are at a completely different level. I've learned, I've learned to let go. Right. Which for most people is difficult to do. And the example yeah. I gave to a family member yesterday is how many people drive down the road in the snow? We're in snow right now. Right. And they complain right. about how slow the person in front of them is driving. Right. Instead, just let go of it. And instead say, you know what? Maybe the universe has put that person in front of me so I can take more time to get to work so I can enjoy and appreciate the the beauty, the beauty of the snow that's falling down. The fact that, you know, wow, that looks completely different than when it's green in the summertime. So for me, the power of what you have helped me realize or come to is that I, like most people, was carrying so much around from the past in, in preventing me from really getting the future that I, I want. And by letting go of a lot of those past experiences, the past emotions, the past thoughts, and really understanding that I really created them all. I created the meaning to them and giving them a different, more powerful meaning. As you say, you help people go from pain to power. That's right. Give powerful meaning. And that's where, from my perspective, it's not only business, though. It's how I show every day, every moment for my family, my kids, my clients, but most importantly, how I show up for myself. I love that. That's really, I mean, that one, thanks for sharing that because um, one of the things that I do know is when we, when we have these conversations and when we have our sessions, there's a lot of confidential stuff that we talk about. So I, I'm honored and I appreciate the fact that you've managed to articulate it <laughs> in a safe way so that people can actually appreciate. Because one of the things that, you know, we talked a lot, we talked a lot. I mean, the meditations were, were about 1% of actually what we did. Um, but being able to intuitively connect to you, because we've actually never met in person. We've been to the same events, but we've, we actually connected mainly because of the lockdown and our community the tony robbins community you know we've we've had um we, we've had people like mark who have created venues where we can talk and sometimes we talk on these groups for hours and put the world to rights and everything else so we've actually never met so to be able to intuitively connect to you and i remember initially when i would speak you'd be like how do you know that how do you know that i was like that's what I do. <laughs> and the fact that I could connect to the rest of your family as well, that were not on the call, I think that freaked you out a bit. And I was able to prescribe for them as well as for yourself. And then you came back with um, results. I think one of the things that you said to me was that home life had transformed enormously within days. Now, without without giving us too much detail, do you want to describe what that was like? Well, you're right. You it is it is 
I don't want to say freaky. It's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that you can be completely on different parts of the world and someone can nail nail what's going on and then nail how to allow things to be better and different. And, yeah. you know, I can, I can share, uh, I can share what you helped with me with my son and understanding that he was looking for his freedom. And the most amazing thing is by giving him more freedom, this boy has transformed himself and become a different he's become more of i believe who he wants to be and he's only nine years old yeah and my daughter and my daughter who's 11 yes we've had more you know <laughs> i'm laughing because the last one of the last conversations we had was an hour-long conversation Oh, old dad would have been like okay it's time for bed get to bed instead i realized it was her comfort level of wanting to share with me hmm. and again what she shared was deep things that um really got her emotional but it allowed her to let go of it wow. and i i laughed because when I would want to share something. She'd look at me. She goes, no, no, don't be quiet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> but that, the coolest part is before meeting you and doing the work that you've helped me provided, I can't recall having an hour-long conversation of that depth with my daughter. So that's the yeah. grateful, that's the appreciation and gratefulness I have for you and what you do for people because you know, it's it's not only about transforming yourself, but it's transforming the the lives of the people that are most important to you, and allowing yeah. them to transform themselves so they can help transform others. Oh my God! Thank you, thank you. I'm not going to cry. I didn't bring any tissues, so I can't cry. I'm not. I I am not going to cry. You're not going to make me cry it's thank you that means so much because i do remember when we spoke and again thanks for being vulnerable enough to share that detailed information because i remember when we spoke one of the main issues you were experiencing was you 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 didn't feel as if you were benefit benefiting from the best possible relationship you could have with your children and they were each going through their own thing and I've never seen pictures of them I don't know what they look like or anything and we started and I just started talking and sometimes with this work I find it very difficult to explain what I do because a lot of the work is channeled so I lean into individuals and I come up with these amazing recipes of life that I give to them but there's, it's not written down anywhere. There's nowhere that says, well, speak to Brian, ask about his son and everything. There's none of that. It pretty much just flows. So I remember when that happened and within, I think, about 24, 48 hours, I think your son, you literally actioned what I told you with your son straight away. And within 24, 48 hours, I remember you messaging me going, oh, my goodness, my son is a different person. And then your daughter... I think shortly afterwards, you 
you started to realize the knock-on effect of the actions that you were taking were having on your daughter. And to find out now she's having an hour conversation with you about stuff that really matters. I don't think there is a greater gift for a dad or a mom to have on that basis. So, you know, I just want to say thanks so much. And um, what else was I going to say? I'm a bit taken aback. So I didn't realize how much we we're going to talk about that particular element because that's really that's really touched me um but yeah i mean it's one of the things i want to say as well is i've had clients who and i don't i'm very few but clients who have gone in deep in with this work and have received it and then you've got other clients who sometimes are resistant and it's a bit like what you say with your clients you have to follow whatever crazy process I'm giving you, you just have to follow that process because otherwise you don't get the results. Because especially when we come to you intuitively, and I believe, Brian, that you work intuitively as well, whether you describe it that way or not, when you come from that space, you can't afford not to commit to the work if you're going to do the work. You have to really lean into it. What would you say to that? I, that's a powerful message because I see in golf yeah. a lot of people that say they want something but aren't yep. willing to do the work to get it. Completely. And from my perspective, I often turn the tables. Mm -hmm. and, I'll, and this is where I've come to realize probably in the last year, maybe even less than that, yeah. Is is not every person on this planet is my client. Ah. Uh, yes. Because for me, I'm looking for people who they see golf again as a vehicle for life. They see it as yeah. an opportunity to grow and achieve something, putting in the time and the effort. Yeah. And Again, I openly, I have a list of a lot of clients that I've, they've been part of my journey, mm. but they're not in the journey right now. Right. And it's because their idea of what they need to do is different than what they need to do. And it doesn't take a ton of time to get better at this game. Right. It's just are you focusing on the right thing? Because yeah. there's so much, there's so much noise in this world, yeah. and it it links to one of the other gifts that you've given me, which is what I realized is I had I was looking at all the noise externally, yeah, and then my own internal noise, and all that noise was making me want to project on the world. Oh wow. And it kept me from doing what I think is the biggest gift you've given me, which is receiving. <laughs> the bigger. <laughs> the bigger. Yeah. Because most, in my opinion, because it's only my thought, is that most people that I have had close to me in my life, yeah. they're projectors. Yes. They're not receivers. Right. And then I look at 
the most powerful people that I've had the opportunity to connect with and they're receivers. Mm. And I believe, you know, everybody's heard that you have two of these and one of these. So use these more often. Right. But, you know, those people listening to this podcast, think about how many people in your world use their one mouth more often than their two ears. Yeah. I think we're all guilty of that as well, though. I know I definitely am. Um, and we're all projectors. But I think it's about being conscious enough to actually take a step back and go, what's going on here? You know, it's you may be talking and then eventually go, oh, but I've not heard that other person speak. Oh, I wonder what that other person has got to say. And nine times out of 10, those that are really quiet have the most phenomenal messages for us. But most importantly, because we ignore our own noise or our own voice, we miss the whisper. And it's the whisper that when I connect my clients to, the freedom that they experience just from listening to that whisper is phenomenal. And it's a great tip for people who are going through a lot of uncertainty right now, feel as if life is a bit chaotic, especially right now where we've just gone through the great conjunction. We've also you know, we're going through a lot more lockdowns. It's becoming more and more likely that the world is locking down again. And we tend to panic. And sometimes just being quiet and connecting to your own silence and just listening to that whisper, it's phenomenal. I'll give you a good example. So I'm working on some new launches for the new year. And this morning I was looking at this piece of paper and I was like, I, 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 have, I have no idea what this is going to look like. And I'm like, well, you normally tell your clients to listen to the whisper. So what's the whisper telling you? So I went into a quiet space and connected with myself. And all of a sudden I just started writing. And it's amazing. And that's the serenity that I connect with intuitively to the golf course <laughs> is that there's that quiet where I go oh my goodness that's how the ideas flow and that's why whenever I come up with ideas when I'm rushing around I always cross-check it when I'm listening to my whisper just to make sure that I'm not projecting my fear on an idea because if I project my fear on an idea, then my clients literally just got proje get projected upon. And that's not the essence of this work. The essence is that they find their freedom, they find their power, irrespective of what my fears are. Because the truth of the matter is, you and I still have fears. There are some fears that we may have gotten rid of. There's some fears that we have quietened down and may still come back, but we've got the tools now to manage them. And we also have our people who look after us. So just like you come to me when you need help, I also have somebody that I go to when I need help. And 
having a teacher, a guide, a coach, whatever you want to call them, that doesn't have their own person that they can go to, not a good idea. You always need to make sure that they have someone to lean on as well. Otherwise, the projection becomes louder and louder and louder. That's such a powerful message because I look at what you just shared about fear. Yeah. And again, if we bring it back to golf, because that's what I do right now. And so many people are fearful. Yeah. And they're fearful because in golf, they're afraid of situations that make them uncomfortable. Right. So they're afraid of hitting it not in the fairway off the tee because they're afraid mm-hmm. of being in the trees and they can't escape the trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I see the trees as the ju- like sometimes trees are it's like the jungle. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. And it's really how are you gonna navigate your way out? The easy path is down the fairway. But how do you deal with the sand? the trees, the bad bounces. And that fear is actually what most people focus on when they play the game. They're thinking about all the things that could happen that they don't want versus what do they want. And that's where, for me, one of the other changes that you've helped me understand through manifestation is sitting down and thinking about, well, what's the result I want in the different areas of my life. Yes. And most yes. people that I've met, and I had this conversation with my a family member, they're not getting what they want because they don't really know what they want. And they think it's magically going to happen. And I think I look at what I've written down since mm. you and I have done things. And I'm like, wow, that's happened. That's happened. That's in the works. And it's and the <laughs> connection it. for me though is is a lot of people will say they'll manif- they'll say I want a million dollars. Right. Okay. Why do you want a million dollars? Like what's the reason you want a million dollars? And most people can't answer. And the other right. people say, Well, I want a million dollars so I can put part of it away so it's there for my family's future, and then I can use the other half of it, for example to contribute and support causes that are dear and near to me. That's a more powerful why than just saying, I want a million dollars. And for me, I've really looked at, and again, it simplified my life. I have less, I have less wants because I know if when, if I'm this way, a lot of the things that I want will happen, which will lead to the next and the next and the next. And it's that that chain of events that if you understand what you want to manifest and you really right. believe in, in Victoria, I think the other thing that I like to touch on is the idea of faith. Because it's a word that's thrown out there a lot. And I heard it from numerous people in the last couple of weeks, but most people don't have faith. No. If you really think about it. And it's and to me it's the faith that I I've put in 
to the universe to provide. And but as you've shared with me, is you have to be willing to receive the messages. Yeah. And yesterday I was I was given a message that was pretty powerful. Looking back oh. on it, and the yeah. message showed me. The message showed me how far I've come. In such wow. a little time. You have. I sent you a message the other day to say how proud I was of you, because I. I remember shortly after our session, and I don't know if it was a knock-on effect of that, but you you went into partnership very soon after we actually had a, had our had our sessions. But I also remember um, you not thinking it was ever going to happen. You actually didn't think it was a possibility, and then that happened. And then there was a knock-on effect of something else. And then when I I think I checked in on you. A while recently, I checked in on you, and you gave me a list of stuff you'd achieved. I was like, "Damn, this work is good." Yeah, <laughs> and, I and I don't take credit for it. You know, I don't because I believe I'm a channel. Sorry, carry on. Well, you're, and this is where you say you're a channel, and I agree. And I see it though as people are people are given. We're provided what we need when we need it if yeah. we're willing to receive it yes and you're aware of you know again we're our community that we're in and mm -hmm. i remember being on a call with you and you were trying to help someone through a situation but they weren't willing to receive Very and true. you could see it and yes one of the greatest questions that my mentor gave to me larry yes was when someone shares with you he mm. goes one think about it but he mm. goes if you're actually really think about it there's probably something in there that can benefit you yes and the benefit may be it supports something that you already do or believe yes but it may actually be just a little twist. And that little yeah. twist is going to get you where you want to go. And those are the little things that your work, more, I, I've shared this with you, more people need to follow Manifestation Kitchen and <laughs> listen to the messages because I look forward to the videos because it's a daily <laughs> reminder, the daily reminder of putting myself in a world in a and connecting to my higher self where most people walking around, they have no idea what higher self means. No. They're no. caught in a hustle bustle of this this world that's been created for them. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's so um it's so poignant you just sharing this because again, the moment we're born, we are um we get we literally go from being born, whether it's a home birth or a hospital birth or whatever, and we literally absorb the energy of the person that catches us as we're born. Then we absorb the energy of our mom or the dad and then the family members. And by the time you get home, you have already started that conditioning process. And a lot of the fears that we experience 
our fears that we have been conditioned into. So the reason why people will say, when I, I want to earn a million dollars, but not be able to tell you why, is it's not because they don't have plans for it, is that they can't see past the fear of, I want a million dollars because I'm broke. That's why they're asking for a million dollars. Or they want a million dollars because they don't believe they have enough money right now. And they want a million dollars because somebody else has a million dollars and they feel inferior to the person who has a million dollars right now. That's why they can't answer the second question. So it comes from fear. And a lot of the time, when you do like money mindset exercises, you realize that your belief around money normally stems from how you grew up. So for example, my parents, whilst we had a comfortable life, my parents would never talk about money. So I didn't know how much things cost. And when I tried to speak to my parents about money to understand how much they earned, I remember my dad saying, oh, it's, it's not polite to talk about money. So my relationship with money is very different as opposed to someone who I know growing up as children, their parents always talked about money and talked about how much things cost. And it was just a natural thing. It was a natural thing for them to know how much a car cost and how much a fridge cost and everything else. So we all, it, it doesn't make us bad people, but there comes a time in life when you make a decision that now that you know better, what are you going to do with that information? You know what I mean? But also then I move on to faith. Faith is huge. And a lot of people think that when you start talking about faith, it's because you're trying to shove religion down their throat. Now, I'm a Christian and unapologetically so. And I have clients who are or aren't Christians. But one thing I will say is this. If you believe that you are going to hit a hole in one, I got that right, right? A hole in one. Your faith takes you to a level of, irrespective of what's in the way, I want to hit a hole in one. And for anybody that knows me well and knows the things that I manifest in my life, I don't think about the obstacles in the way. I literally think of something I say I want it and it gets delivered to my door. I have some things in the pipeline right now where honest to goodness, it was a simple email saying, this is what I want. And the person came back and went, sure. Or leave me leaving a voicemail. Now I know the people that if they needed to reach the same individuals, they would need to go through different channels upon channels upon channels to get approved to get to these individuals. Because I think of my end result. I don't think of the how. I think of the what would I love. Now, the what would I love also makes me believe that I can have it and I'm deserving of it. If Why on earth would you be given something if you don't believe you should have it? Because if I, if, if I came to you and said, if I spoke to you and I, you say to me, well, you know, oh, I don't believe that I really deserve to be paid. And well, I do want the money because you're broke, but yeah, well, you know, I don't know how much to charge. And I don't think, oh, I don't think anybody would pay me this much or I want 10 times as much because I'm broke. If I go 
if I look at you and I want to use your services, I have no motivation to pay you because you don't believe you should be paid. So why should I believe that you should be paid? That's a really simple example. It's, a powerful, to... it's such a powerful example, though, because that has been a, a shift in myself. Right. And so again, when I realized that I'm not everybody, not every client is for me, because there's yeah. some people who believe that a golf lesson is in, we'll use Canadian dollars, they believe a golf lesson is worth $60. There's right. other people that believe that a golf lesson is worth ninety dollars. There's other right. people that believe a golf lesson is worth one hundred and twenty dollars. So if you're mm. a person who believes the value of a golf lesson is sixty dollars, you are not my client. Right. And and that's where when I shared with you having to realize that not everybody's my client. Yes. That's a big thing because I used to really have fear around how much I should be paid. And now, yeah. like, you're talking about your projects that you're doing, and lockdown's going to allow me to launch some of my pro my projects. And my my thing is I want to create a, a community of golfers worldwide that all see things, they see things the same way, but one way, which is let's mm -hmm. work on simplifying this for me and simplifying it for others. And wow. That community is going to be one powerful community because we're going to be able to not only help people who are currently playing the game, but people coming into the game. Because really, there's only six, in my opinion, there's only six things in golf. Six. Three before you swing, one when you swing back, and two when you swing forward. But in terms oh, of wow. technique, there's six. Yes. Incredible. But what makes it powerful is that there is that's the technical side of the game but there's the physical side like how does your body move there's the emotional side of the game there's the mental side of the game there's the strategy side of the game there's games within the game and that's why i think what i do is so much fun because i think about it well what game am i playing today <laughs> What game do I need to help the person that's put in front of me? What's, how do I help guide them? Right. Right. I love it. I love it. And that answers the question of what's next for you, because that was going to be my next question. So we have been on for over an hour. And guys, if you haven't watched this or listened to this, then listen to it in bits and bobs, but there's some amazing information here for you. But lastly, Brian, I just want to ask you, what's the one message that you'd love to give the listeners? The one message I would give them is be true to yourself. Receive what you deserve and live purely from appreciation and gratitude. Wow. Yeah, so I'm going to just put that out there. Let's see if we can just add that to the banner as it starts. That is beautiful. So pretty much be true to yourself and receive what you truly deserve. Amongst other things, I couldn't catch the rest, but guys, you need to listen to this. Brian, it has been such an honor. I could talk to you 
for hours. I think you're due back another visit for us to continue this conversation because I want to hear all about your back and how golf has transformed that. And yeah, there's so many more things I want to talk to you about that I believe that our listeners would be dying to hear about as well. But I just want to say thanks for your time. Thanks for being generous with your information. Again, I'm immensely proud of you and the journey that you're on. I'm excited to see where you go next. And I need to come over as soon as possible and stuff for a, for a lesson, that's for sure. And, um, and to experience Pebble Beach because <laughs> now you've made me want to go there and experience the serenity. But thank you so much. And um, we'll speak to you soon. Appreciate you very much. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you for the next genius that we bring on board. But until next time, keep creating that beautiful recipe of yours. Speak to you soon. God bless.